global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, a move floor for stocks on this Jobs Friday. Folks from Casey Family Programs ringing the closing bell at the New York Stock Exchange. And we are brought to you today by Carbonite. You never know when disaster will strike your business from spilled coffee to malware attacks. Protect your digital files with secure automatic cloud backup from Carbonite. Visit Carbonite.com today to get two free months with offer code broadcast. Stocks paired losses. The dollar fell. Treasuries and gold gained after U.S. employers added the fewest number of jobs in almost six years during the month of May, bolstering the case for the Fed to leave interest rates lower for longer. Scott Wren is senior equity strategist at Wells Fargo Advisors. He was interviewed moments ago right here on Taking Stock. You know, hey, uh, 2.5% year-over-year uh, average hourly earnings change, which I believe is the most important number in that report um, and has been for the last six or seven months. Um, you know, there's nothing to get excited about, but I don't think it's the end of the world either. And I, I don't want to say it's a one-off, but I don't think this is the start of a trend. Well, what are the implications then in the jobs data for the next Fed meeting and the July meeting? Carl Ricadona is chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, also our guest today right here on Taking Stock. I think this uh, drove a, uh, a stake through the heart of the uh, June meeting. Uh, and uh, uh, the markets reflected that uh, very abruptly after the report. Uh, uh, June rate hike odds uh, slipped to about 4% uh, following the disappointing news. I still think July is a, uh, a realistic possibility, but we need to see a pronounced rebound in a range of economic data series, especially the June jobs report, which is out uh, in early July, ahead of that July meeting. Gold up today by $34 the ounce, up 2.8%. The tenure up 29 Yield there 1.69% and crude down eight tenths of 1%. And now a look at some of the other stories making news. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. A day after delivering a blistering attack on rival Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton is campaigning in California. She addressed a rally in Culver City. I, the end of uh, uh, working on that speech, even I was saying, did he really say all of this? Well, indeed, he did. Mrs. Clinton's just 70 delegates away from clinching the Democratic nomination. At Fort Hood, Texas, the search for missing soldiers continues following yesterday's deadly accident. Officials say a heavy vehicle overturned in a rain-swollen creek at the base, leaving five soldiers dead and four others missing. At this point, we're just you know, deeply saddened by the by the loss of, of those troopers. That's Fort Hood spokeswoman Lieutenant Colonel Sunset Belinsky. Defense Secretary Ash Carter says the military will attempt to learn from the Fort Hood incident, as well as the fatal crash yesterday of a Blue Angels fighter jet near Nashville. Muhammad Ali is reported to be in fair condition at a Phoenix area hospital, but the Associated Press, citing two people familiar with the matter, reports his condition may be more serious than his previous hospital stays. The 74-year-old boxing legend is said to be fighting respiratory issues that are complicated by the Parkinson's he was diagnosed with in the 1980s. The MTA is conducting a first test of technology that could one day bring Wi-Fi to cars in the city's subway system. The technology is being tested on four cars along the E line. Global News, 24 hours a day. Powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. 
From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you in this headline to pass along to you from Alphabet, the parent of Google. It says the head of Nest Labs, Tony Fidel, is stepping down. He will advise Alphabet and CEO Larry Page after leaving the company. Stocks lower S&P 500 index ending the week, heading into the weekend at 2,099, down six points, a drop today of three-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down 31 points, pairing losses, a drop there of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Something's called movers and shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Movers and Shakers, uh, well, the big mover today for the market, of course, was a weak jobs report. And as a result of the close, we see that only 164 companies saw their share price close higher today. 339 lower, two unchanged. Uh, we're going to be joined now by our Stocks editor Mike Regan, as we look at movers and shakers, I think we should just take a quick look, though, at Tony Fidel, you know, the, this kind of the star of the show, uh, at, in the Internet of Things sphere, uh, the founder of Nest, acquired by Google, now he's leaving, uh, and of course, he says he uh, was a guy who's at the beginning of things. I don't like to do maintenance mode. It's not what gets me out of bed. That's a quote in a New York Times story. But there have been many articles lately uh, describing a harsh corporate culture at Ness and abrasiveness on his part that led to resignations at Ness, stymied product development, and led to disappointing revenue growth. Yeah, interesting timing on that. Friday afternoon in the summer after the market closes, it's always a crazy time to release news. So what's moving and shaking for you today, Mike Regan? I wanted to tell you about a, a really big move in a small stock, but it's a very interesting story. Global Star, they're down about 55% to $0.94. Cents. They provide a mobile phone and data service over satellite. And there was a proposal made by the chairman of the FCC to allow them to – switch what they're uh, providing over their spectrum to more traditional bro- mobile broadband uh, service, uh, services. And now there's questions of whether the rest of the FCC will actually approve this. Uh, one of the commissioners is said to be voting against it. And interesting story because some of, of the opponents to this are companies like Microsoft and Google, again, who have said in uh, their filings that they're afraid it'll interfere with other mobile devices. So uh, really major drop for Global Star today, about uh, 55%. All right. You stole my thunder a little bit because I've been following Global Star, Mike, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you about GoGo sort of in the same uh, the same system here, telecommunications. Shares of a GoGo, not a GoGo today, down more than 16%. Uh, this is the biggest decline in more than three months. American Airlines split an order between GoGo and Viasat for in-flight satellite-based internet service. The carrier selected Viasat to provide service on its new Boeing 737 MAX fleet of about 100 jets while choosing Go-Go's for the new, uh, what they call 2KU service. Uh, that'll be for about 140 uh, planes. Once again, shares of Go-Go down 16%. Well, one that you can't miss today, of course, is the drop in... Uh 
banks. We've got Bank of America and Citigroup, just as a couple of examples, down about 3.5% each. And it's a real easy story to tell. If the Fed's not going to raise rates because we've got a labor market and the economy that isn't as strong as they thought, you aren't going to be able to get the benefit of a boost in your net interest margins. But I want to point something else out because uh, you, Mike Regan, wrote one of the gadfly columns yesterday about uh, the Fed getting ready to get tougher on big banks when it comes to stress tests, when it comes to capital requirements. Requirements. Uh, Fed governors through a new, a new known unknown. So I think I recommend the story, but I think it's it's you know it's not just this week jobs report. If the banks are going to have to even more hold more capital, that's not going to be so hot for them either. Yeah, that, especially uh, that's mainly for the the big eight. You know, the globally s- significant banks, uh, the too big to fail banks. Uh, in other words, uh, looks like they're going to have to include. These extra capital buffers that the Fed requires are going to have to include them in their stress tests, and that may result in them actually having to raise even more capital to pass these stress tests. So stressful time to be doing stress tests on Wall Street. For so sure. what other – you're going to have another small cap to look at. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting company, Lion Biotechnologies. Um, and there's been an issue – my colleague on Gadfly, Max Neeson, has been writing about how some biotechs have, have been having trouble raising money in secondary stock offerings. And Lion Biotech comes out today, and it's a – a small company working on various cancer drugs uh, comes out today and says they were able to place $100 million in a private placement. Uh, stock goes crazy, jumps 43%. All right. Well done. I'm going to turn now to the volatility index report, which is brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes. VIX. The VIX lower today, down 2.2%. It's down 0.30, settling at 13.34. And uh, really, every time in the last four and a half years that the VIX has touched what they describe as a rounded bottom, what you've seen is a significant move to the upside. So experience may say that uh, the odds now favor a reversion to the zero line, which means a rising VIX and perhaps a falling stock market. Pim, I wanted to tell you, uh, talk a little bit more about Signet Jewelers. Uh, this is a, a really fascinating story uh, these days. The stock's lost about 11% in two days. That's its biggest drop in five years. This is the company that owns some of the biggest jewelry chains out there, so K Jewelers, Zales, Jared. And one of the, it's basically having two separate problems uh, that it's dealing with. One started in April with a report in BuzzFeed that basically said some customers were complaining that when they would take their diamond in to get serviced at one of these jewelry stores, it would actually get swapped out for a lower quality diamond. Um, and the company's denying that, saying, you know, that's not a systematic problem. They're, they're out with a statement saying, you know, we're not, you know, we're looking into that, but 99% of our service uh, customers have gotten their jewelry back without a problem. But there's a bigger issue going on, and it really started in February. Uh, Bloomberg's Greg Farrell started reporting about this way back then, quoting a short seller named Mark Cohodes. And what's going on is they're really questioning uh, Signet's business model here. These stores are getting a lot of their sales through in-store credit facilities. In other words, they're extending credit to customers. um, And people are questioning whether that's a wise move. It makes them a lot more risky. Uh, It makes them less a retailer and more a finance company, especially at a time when a lot of people are worried that the credit cycle is turning. Uh, So two big problems for Signet right now. 
Thanks very much. Mike Regan, always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. Bloomberg Gadfly columnist Mike Regan. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Cone Resnick. Look ahead, gain insight, imagine more. Get forward-thinking advice that can help turn business possibilities into business opportunities. Find out more at ConeResnick.com.